Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Rostein. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. And that leads us to today's topic. Hi, my name is Julia, and I live here in Sacramento. I'm currently pregnant, and I get a lot of unwanted advice from other people, especially about working and being a mom. Once the baby comes, I know I'll get more. What are some practical ways that I can respond to people who have different opinions about this than I do? She's absolutely right. She's going to get a lot more advice. And we've seen this, right? People who are pregnant, people are saying, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be standing up so much. Like, don't eat frozen yogurt. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. You should eat this. You should, right? This people have so many. Happens all the time. Right, right. And so it's really a common scenario. In fact, a recent survey of parents, 90% of them said that they feel judged some or all the time about being a parent. And that's what's so annoying about it, right? Right, to have people judging you all the time. Right, as if they know better than you. Right, and we do give advice to parents. Right, we're pediatricians, we know kids. But hopefully, when we're giving advice, parents don't feel judged by us. I hope not. In fact, I'd guess that most of the time, the advice that we give is solicited. They're asking us questions. Right, we're responding to those questions. Mm -hmm. But occasionally, we might explore other areas with parents, even if they don't ask about it. Right. So, you know, wait for your child would be a common one. And I could see how at times like this, parents could feel judged if we're talking about nutrition or cutting back on juice, like we've talked about, or <laughs> right. lots of other things. So it's, you're not free from it even at the doctor's office, right? <laughs> right. But enough about us. Let's, let's get back to what parents can do about unsolicited parenting advice. So sometimes this may come from a total stranger. Right. Somebody at the park or the grocery store just offering you advice when you're with your kid. Right. And sometimes it may come from a little bit closer to home. So from the parent's mother or father or a friend or an in-law. Right. And they may have our best interests in mind. Of course they have our best interests in mind. And they think that they may know better than the actual parent. Sometimes they might. They might, but it can still, this can, still, it it can be pretty irritating. Mm -hmm. It can be very tiresome hearing people tell you what to do all the time as a parent. Right. Or telling you to try things that you've already tried and you know that, that what they're recommending won't work. And especially when they're giving this advice at the worst possible time. Right. Like your kid is like crying or some other situation when you really, you have your hands full that you're trying to take care of them. Right. And the last thing you need is advice and more distraction. So let's go to it. Let's explore some strategies to handle this unsolicited advice and without yelling or name calling. So this strategy is totally off the table. Well, I think so. Um, Maybe you might do that. But I think, you know, it might seem it might make sense in the moment and it might seem like it might release some tension. But I don't going negative just doesn't do anybody any good. No, definitely not. So let's talk about some other ways to respond to unwanted advice. Okay, self-awareness. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. Perspective. Okay, a little bit more. Explain it. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's okay. explain, unpack that. I think what I'm getting at is that sometimes we say things that others may interpret from their perspective as actually asking for help. Right. So I think I get it. So we're frustrated and we're, we have our kids and we're saying something like, 
oh, I just, she just won't eat any vegetables. I don't think she's ever going to eat vegetables. Right. And then your friend thinks you're asking for help. Like, how can I get my kids to eat vegetables? And they tell you, well, this is what worked for my kids. Right. So that is coming from a really good place. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to help you solve a problem. And sometimes their advice may be beneficial. Right. It may be, but sometimes you don't want suggestions and maybe you just want some sympathy and some empathy. Right. So how to respond. Well, if you want advice, then talk about it. And if you don't, then you could say something like, thanks for your concern and advice, but right now I'm just trying to get through this tough patch. We should also talk about boundaries. Boundaries can be very useful. Yes, and this can be tricky, especially when like grandparents or relatives are involved. Right. So the grandparent might say, here's what we did when I was a child or when you were a child. And look, you turned out fine. Right. And you can't argue with that, can you? (laughs) Sometimes. Except that some practices change over time and maybe their style or the style of how they did things is now outdated. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm becoming outdated. No comment. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, we touched on this in our safe sleep episode about grandparents. Right. Sometimes parents need to set up boundaries and say that they're finding out their own way as a parent. So that, yes, advice from grandparents can be super useful, but, you know, things are changing and I'm also figuring out how to do this my own way. Mm -hmm. Plus, they can acknowledge what a great job of parenting their parents did in terms of that they were a great mother or father to them. Right. Absolutely. But we are finding out what works for us as a family. I think that one of the best responses to unsolicited parenting advice is to just refuse to engage in the conversation. And while I see where Dr. Dean is coming with this, I personally, my strategy would be maybe not to refuse to engage in the conversation, but to kind of deflect or change the subject or something like that. And just really always coming back to that your priority is taking care of the child, right? So just changing that focus to that. Right, because I I guess I'm thinking that I don't want to get into a debate or an argument or something like that. So I just want to, like, get out of this. Right. I guess that's sort of the difference between you and I, right? Like, whereas I would be like, oh, interesting. I would sort of take their advice, but um, then try and deflect. You may just avoid. Maybe I'm too defensive. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you don't need to get into a debate. I totally agree with you. Um, and if someone's offering you advice in that moment, you just might want to go about your business, do what you have to do, mm-hmm. and move on. And move on. And then hopefully that ends the conversation mm-hmm. and change the topic. And Right. Exactly. Okay. So you can always say things to them like, you know, that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and that sounds open and willing to engage, but then end, end it. Right. How about that weather? and if that doesn't work you can always try distracting them right offer and say you know do you want to go out for a cup of coffee now (laughs) totally another way of looking at unsolicited parenting advice is to think about even if it's worth it to respond at all um especially if the person is rude about it yeah like you know we like somebody on a plane saying what kind of parent would let their child cry so much yeah you know that's kind of rude right very rude we talked about that a little bit in our travel episode but i can't ever imagine someone doing that, but I have friends that have said that has happened to them. So I know that there are people out there that might do something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's generally easier to not engage at all with a stranger like we talked about. It becomes more difficult when it is a relative, a grandparent, a friend. Right. And so then you can try to disengage with them by calling in reinforcements. 
So, for example, one thing you could say is, well, we talked about this with our pediatrician, and they told us to try this. So that's what we're going to try to start out. And so quoting the doctor validates what you're doing. And you can even fudge it with this sometimes. What do you mean? So maybe your personal doctor didn't recommend it, but maybe a doctor wrote a parenting book or a therapist or a psychologist wrote a parenting book, and you can reference this. Right, or a doctor on TV or, for example, a podcast. Might have said that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So another option is to walk away. Another one that Dr. Dean and I <laughs> might differ with um, because it sounds a little bit rude. Yeah. Well, I don't mean just to walk away like abruptly. I'm just thinking it, think about taking a break, that it's an opportunity to take a break. Right. If you feel yourself really getting triggered or you're um, some tension building or that you're about to get upset, then I do agree that this might be a take a deep breath and step away moment. Right. You know, I'm like, say, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we need some quiet time or let's go for a walk or we should just like hang out in a different room just for a little bit. And it's the opportunity to just reset the total interaction. So Mm -hmm. I can see that. I think that that one is probably more for like loved ones, Mm -hmm. close friends, grandparents. things. Yeah. Like like maybe over the holidays or something Mm -hmm. like that when you're with a big group. Totally. Yeah. So we talked earlier that the unwanted advice often comes across as judgmental. Right. It can feel like you're being criticized. Right. And parents don't need this because parenting is a tough job. And being a parent means that you're going to make mistakes and then try again and learn from them. Right. It's a big job and it really can be stressful. And very frustrating at times. So parents need to be compassionate and take care of themselves, too. If you feel like you're being criticized, for example, someone says, do you have to run to the baby every single time they cry and pick them up? Do you, don't you think you're spoiling them? <laughs> This My neighbor actually was just saying that her mother-in-law does this to her. Mm-hmm. Take, a, um, take a deep breath, pause, gather your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then you can respond that you're doing the best you can. It's also new and it can be overwhelming. And when you say it like that, then hopefully the person will kind of go back and put themselves in, in your shoes and remember, you know, and they'll get some compassion for you and be taken back to that moment. Like, wow, yeah, this is really hard. Right, right. So hopefully they will. And just to be clear about it, you're not spoiling the baby if you run to them every time they cry. We actually recommend that, right? (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about one very special relationship where unwanted advice can be particularly tricky, and this is with grandparents. Okay, so we touched on this briefly. And there are a lot of nuances here. It's really a special, very special relationship. Grandparents absolutely love the time that they spend with their grandchildren and really view it as a joyful experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first time around when they were raising the parents, their kids, they weren't as relaxed and confident and they were more stressed. I can't imagine why. Now they get to go home, (laughs) sleep in their own bed, come back with a restful, Uh uh, you know, after a restful night's sleep. But it can be a very difficult conversation when parents and grandparents want to go in different directions when it comes for caring or disciplining a child. Right. The grandparents have a wealth of experience raising children, and they really may expect their opinions and advice to be respected. So this can create a lot of tension, and this can really be intense. Right. But there's often a simple explanation for these differences. Yeah. So although the grandparents have experience with raising children, this occurred many years ago. And they haven't been the primary 
caregivers for a child in a long time. So their understanding of routine care and advice may be somewhat out of date. Right, because we know there's new research that comes um, to light all the time. There's new insights all the time. We really strive to maximize the health and future of our children by doing this research and making sure that we have the most up-to-date child um, care and and recommendations available. So there may be a conflict if the grandparents aren't familiar with things like, for example, putting the baby back to sleep and how that's decreased the risk of sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Mm -hmm. They may say, oh, we put you on your belly all the time and you're fine. Right. Yeah. Or immunization recommendations. I mean, these are being updated all the time. Or eating, because now we know that we can let babies and toddlers decide on their own when they're full, how much to eat, or some people aren't even starting with purees, they're doing, you know, baby-led weaning. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of new recommendations, and, and you know, we are researching all of these things, and we're, we're telling parents as it comes out if, hey, maybe that's not a good idea, or that is a good idea, but change is hard. Change is hard, but I mean, we could go on about this, about like leaving the the door unlocked. Like when I grew up, that's what we did. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we we wouldn't recommend that to parents now. Driving around without seatbelts or car seats, you know. Spanking. Spanking, for example. Yeah, so there's tons of stuff. So for all of these areas, there may be some conflicts, but it can be useful to redirect the conversation to point out that there are many childcare practices that have stayed the same over the years, and grandparents are really doing a great job in these areas. Right, like playing or talking with children. Or cuddling and loving them. Right, these are strengths of grandparents. So have an open conversation with grandparents about these differences. And another thing is you can bring them to some of your doctor's appointments. Right, absolutely. And then they'll be able to share up-to-date information with them. Because really, in the end, parents and grandparents want the same thing. Right. They both want the brightest future possible for the children. Totally. So there's one strategy that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet. And what's that? Responding to these kinds of challenges with humor. Oh, right. Sarcasm. Right. Yeah. So that can be kind of tricky because you know, I'm afraid that that can sometimes backfire. <laughs> but who hasn't thought of responding to unwanted advice with a zinger? I think you're right. Yeah. And humor can sometimes de-escalate or escalate tension. You never know. Right. So don't respond with something like, I don't remember asking, but thanks for your advice. Or interesting, I heard that parents used to do that in the old days. The old, yeah. Or really, are you a pediatrician? <laughs> That's a good one, that last one. Uh-huh. So I think we need to go back to what not to do. Right. So we said trying to keep your aggression at a minimum. So no yelling or raising your voice or calling names or anything like that. Right, because sometimes it can seem like a perfectly reasonable, natural response, but it really, it won't get you anywhere. Yeah, it will not feel good afterwards. Yeah, and no sarcasm. So no responding to unsolicited advice with, you're a genius, why didn't I think of that? Right. <laughs> or you should get the Nobel Prize for parenting. <laughs> uh-huh. Or did you, are you the author of a parenting book? <laughs> you're really channeling the sarcastic comeback. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but you don't really want to be that sarcastic person. No, you don't want to be the one always trying to put people in their place. It might feel good for a second, but afterwards you won't feel good about yourself. Because your words and your behaviors are a reflection of who you are. And you don't want to be uh, that kind of person. You want to be a kind and patient person, right? And you want your kids to see you that way as well. Absolutely. To see you speaking politely and smiling, even when others are rude and frowning. And if you want to have a good snappy comeback to the unwanted parenting advice, try this. Thank you. And then smile and walk away. Right. 
There's one more thing that I think we should make explicit. And that is? You don't want to be that parent. Right, that parent. So you don't want to be the parent giving unsolicited advice to other parents. It can be difficult, especially if you've seen something that seems so obvious to you about someone you love. For example, you see your sibling or in-law doing or saying something that you think is really unfair to your niece or nephew. You could meddle and try to defend them or make an argument for their case. But this isn't likely to work, and it's more likely to antagonize their parents. So what can you do? You can support the niece or the nephew, right? You can maybe find some time alone with them and give them an opportunity to vent to you. Right, and comfort them. And maybe help them see more context to this conflict, more perspective. But you're not going to try and solve the problem. No, we're not suggesting giving unsolicited advice. So in preparing for this, I was like, this is a little negative, right? Because I think that some advice is positive, right? So not all advice coming from strangers or things is negative, right? Right. Yeah, I guess not all. I mean, a lot of unwanted advice is a pain, but not all of it. So sometimes strangers or in-laws can give good advice and, you know, you may change your practice and, you know, it may work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I guess it can sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So while, you know, every parent has this moment where they're at their breaking point, they don't want solicited, they don't want unsolicited advice. They just want people to leave them alone. um, My recommendation would be also just to take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. hear someone out. Like we said, it might not be the best thing at that moment or it might be life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is more for how to deal with that when you're on, you're at your breaking point and mm-hmm. you don't want to hear mm-hmm. any solicited advice. So let's remember that advice can be good, advice can be bad. Right. And like some examples of like some good advice, um, like maybe you're really frustrated and folding one of those really complicated strollers, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're, there's a stranger that's like, oh, I have that. And I was always, really, never knew how to close that. And look at this. Right. That changes your life. Right. So that could be really useful. Or your mother-in-law says when your partner was a baby and seemed to be crying out of control, here was the one thing she did that soothed them. Why don't you try this? And hey, guess what? It works for baby. Right, right. Why not try it? That would be really nice if it worked, right? Or there might be more general unsolicited advice. Like if you're frustrated with something and a friend tells you that it's important to understand that each child's different. So be open to trying and learning new things. Um that might be nice. That would be very nice. Yes. Perfect. So I'm glad we talked about some of the good things that can come up with unsolicited advice. So let's summarize some of the main points from today's episode. Unwanted parenting advice is common and it may be annoying. Sometimes it helps to remember that the advice comes from someone trying to help you and you can thank them and just move on. Or acknowledge their suggestion by telling them it gives you something to think about. But again, move on with doing what you know how to do to take care of your child. Another option is to stand your ground and explain that you're following your pediatrician's advice. Or maybe disengage by taking a break or changing the subject. Or letting them know that you're doing the best that you can and hopefully they'll back off a little bit. Right, and since grandparents have a wealth of experience raising children, they may offer advice. It's important to discuss their advice if it's outdated and newer practices are known to be better for the child. But, of course, value the love and care and special relationships that grandparents provide. 
Above all, try to avoid responding to unsolicited parenting advice with yelling or name-calling. Right, because this can escalate the confrontation, and nobody's going to feel good about that. And remember the golden rule. Right, don't give unwanted parenting advice because you know that you don't want it from others. (laughs) Parenting is really hard work, but remember that you are the expert with your own child. And you are the parent, and the person giving you unwanted advice is not. And some advice is good, so keep an open mind. It might end up being good advice after all. Right, so let's get back to Julia's question about the advice she's getting during pregnancy and is going to expect after her baby's born. How could you ever work when you're pregnant? (laughs) Right, right. You know, this obviously triggers all of us, but I think that she sounds like she's doing sort of a good job having a sense of humor about it, laughing, ignoring. And being self-aware. And being self-aware. About it so that she can, like, take the advice or leave it. And so she can consider it and, you know, keep what she wants and toss the rest. Totally. And that reminds me of a joke. Uh-oh, it sounded like you went, a joke? Because well, you're like questioning. If, if you are questioning <laughs> if it's even a joke, then we're not in for a good one. Okay, so this is a parent giving advice to um, the daughter. Okay, uh-huh. so there's this girl, and she's not sleeping so well. So she asked her father, do you have any advice? What, what should I do? Uh-huh, and he says? He told her to run around the bed. You know Why? Why? So she could catch up on her sleep. (laughs) So so now you understand my reluctance, okay? Okay. I feel like this is something that happens all the time, right? As As a person in the world. As a person, right? It's not just unique to parents, but we get people who... We all have people who try to tell us what to do or how to do things better, right? My dad is constantly telling me that my one-and-a-half-year-old black lab is poorly behaved. And um, I have escalated to aggression on him before. but um, Your father I- or the dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, both. Uh-huh. So, um, but, you know, for the most part, always it comes from a loving, kind place, I think. Mm -hmm. So try to acknowledge that. So I will share a little advice that somebody gave me that made a big impact. Okay. And this was, this is Russell. Russell gave me this advice. So um, my wife and I used to split up the grocery shopping and she would come back after grocery shopping and she would have stuff. And I'd say, why'd you buy that? Why'd you buy that? Why'd you get that? (laughs) And she'd be annoyed. She would feel like she was being criticized. Right. So We were talking about this with Julie and Russell, friends of ours, and Julie said, you know, Russell used to do that with me all the time. You know how Julie solved the problem? Uh Julie um, said, if you don't like the way I'm doing the shopping, then you do it. And Russell thought about it and said, okay. So he does all of it. So he does all the shopping, and and then he does it the way he wants to, and he doesn't get annoyed, and Julie doesn't, and so she's happy about that. It's like, it's like win win. And I, you know, I think about that sometimes that, you know, just, so I thought that was really good advice. Do you guys still split up the shopping? No, I do. I do like <laughs> 99% of the grocery shopping because, because like I fit it into my routine and like, I know, you know, gotcha. where I got stuff and, and, you know, my wife's happy about that. And yeah, like, one less thing to do. It's like win-win, right? Yeah. That's a great so, point. So that was good advice. Definitely. That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You can find more information on our website, 
kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.